Hi, I'm TJ Thomas, and this is Therapy Thursday, a weekly collection of easy, approachable, bite-sized tips to help your mental wellness journey. As a clinical therapist, I've spent thousands of hours working with clients, and now I want to bring the therapy love to all of you. Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome back to Therapy Thursday. Sorry I missed last week, but let's dive right in this week. Today we're gonna to be talking about a model that I think is really important for people to understand. It's the reason that the saying, circumstances are neutral exists and is true. And I, I know there's a lot of people out there who don't believe that because there are some circumstances that seem objectively terrible, but I'm telling you that circumstances are neutral. This basically is the model for how everything happens throughout life. It goes circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, results. I've mentioned this before in another episode when I talked about Disneyland and how being at Disneyland is actually a neutral circumstance, right? That for some people it's really great and for some people it's really terrible. And the same is true for every circumstance there is. I promise even the things that seem really objectively terrible or really objectively awesome, they're all neutral. The way we interpret them comes down to the next three steps of the model and these are the ones that we get to control. And that's our thoughts, feelings, and actions. Our thoughts that we have about a circumstance are what determine how we're going to view that circumstance, whether that be positive or negative. Like the Disneyland example, my dad views Disneyland as a hard negative circumstance to be in because his thoughts about Disneyland are thinking about the negative aspects of being there. My dad's thoughts about Disneyland are focusing on the lines and the crowds and the overpriced food and all that stuff, while my thoughts about Disneyland are focusing on the nostalgia and all the things that I really love about Disneyland. So our thoughts determine, based on our value system, what we view the circumstance to be, whether that be positive, negative, in between, whatever. Now, our thoughts carry into the second level of the model, which is our feelings. Now, our feelings about the circumstance are what we're usually consciously aware of. Your feelings don't actually exist before we have thoughts about them. The trouble is that these thoughts usually occur in the subconscious area of the mind and are so fast and so automatic that we have a really hard time catching them. So it seems like we just feel something instantly. But feelings only arise because of the way we're perceiving something and our thoughts about how that perceived value of the thing affects us. Now the reason this is awesome is that it puts your power back into yourself. You can take control of your thoughts and thus your feelings. Now the next step in the model goes down to our actions. Now our actions, as much as we might like to think that we are a purely logical thinking person, that we have all of our actions just purely based on what we think and what we know is right, that's not usually the case. Humans are very feeling-based creatures. Now this is why when people have a bad habit that they want to break, even if they consciously know that it's bad for them, if it's something like smoking, right? They know and they tell themselves over and over like, I'm gonna quit and this is gonna be the end and I'm gonna do it. Those thoughts don't come through into the actions because they don't have the feeling behind it yet. Our thoughts can only take us so far, but it has to get into those feelings of where we actually feel like that's what we wanna do. It's the reason new habits are hard to form and old habits are hard to break if you don't have a good feeling, emotional motivation and drive behind it. Whereas if you have something emotional motivating you to something, you're probably gonna stick with it a lot better than if it's just, yeah, logically this makes sense that I should do it. So our feelings lead to our actions a lot more than our thoughts. And then of course, after the action step, the third of the things that we can control comes the end cap, the two bookends that we can't control, starting with circumstance, leading through our thoughts, feelings, and actions, and ending with results. We can't control the results of what happens with our actions. Sometimes, unfortunately, the outcome of our action is just totally outside of our control, and that's life. But the good news about it is that you don't have to worry about controlling the result. 
because it's not your job. The cool thing about this model is that it ends up being cyclical. We have our circumstances, which are neutral. Our thoughts influence how we see our circumstance, which gives us feelings about it, which determines our actions of what we're gonna do about it, which creates a result. And that result is a new circumstance, and we keep going from there. Now, I would not be surprised if I get a lot of messages about this afterwards saying, well, you don't know, my circumstance is not neutral. Here's this and this and this and this and this, and here's why that's objectively terrible, and it's not a neutral circumstance. And here's the thing, the circumstance just is. The circumstance doesn't have a consciousness. The circumstance doesn't have a moral inclination. The circumstance is just a collection of events and events just happen. We can assign moral value all day long to what people do and why they do it and whether it was right or not or wrong or not that they did something, but being in the situation itself is just what it is. It's neutral. The awesome thing about that is that you don't have to be a victim to circumstances anymore. You get to take the power back in the circumstance and you get to start choosing intentionally what you're gonna do with the circumstance that you're in. And that's a really, really empowering feeling that you get to have. It allows you to have 100% responsibility for yourself and not just feel like, well, I'm just this hopeless victim to the terrible circumstance that I was dealt. It's kind of a foundational work for a lot of different kinds of therapy. If you ever do work with uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, dialectical behavioral therapy, a lot of different models use this foundation of recognizing that the circumstance isn't actually the problem. It's our thoughts, feelings, and actions that come from the circumstance. Those are what we actually need to work on, and that's where you can actually see the biggest results in your life. Thank you so much for joining us today for Therapy Thursday. As always, if you have any questions or any topics that you'd like to see covered on a future episode, message me. I love getting all of your input. Thank you very much for being with us, and until next week, have a great time. Thanks for listening. Please remember that this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not therapy and should not replace treatment by a licensed mental health care professional. For more therapy tips, follow me on Instagram at TJ Counseling. Thanks.